Hello, hello, and thank you for joining me on the second episode of My Humble Opinion Podcast. I am your host, Chef Sharon. I am excited to have you here with me. Thanks for joining me. Today, we got a good show for you. Going to talk about something that's been on my heart, you know, for a minute. You know, just going through with different situations and friends and everything. So today's conversation is about friendship, communication and relationships, the the lost art of communication. And I'll get into that later with the what let's talk about it segment with uh, the, my my one of my favorite uh, people in the world is going to be my guest host. I'll introduce him later. But right now, let's get into what they talking about. So we know that in the news lately, you know, it's been all over the news about rapper Nipsey Hussle being murdered last week, uh, last Sunday afternoon. And just to update what's going on, the suspect in the in his shooting, a man named Eric uh, Holder, 29 year old man, he was arrested on Tuesday, a couple of days after the murder. He was arrested and uh, excuse me. Prosecutors charged Mr. Holder with one count of murder, two counts of attempted murder, and one count of possessing a firearm uh, as a felon. Uh, If he's convicted, Mr. Holder would face a maximum sentence of life in prison. He did plead not guilty to the charges uh, at his arraignment on Thursday. A spokesman for the district attorney office said Mr. Holder's defense lawyer, Chris Darden, declined to comment. So not to give this man too much energy, just wanted to keep everybody updated on what they're talking about. Um, This is what's happening. A suspect or the guy was arrested and he is pleading not guilty. So let's hope that justice is served in that situation. I'm sure it will be. But keeping in line with the Nipsey with the uh, Nipsey Hussle's husband, keep it in line, excuse me, with the uh, Nipsey Hussle situation. A couple of things that come out future. Uh, there was a comment made and he has been drug through. I mean, when I tell you that social media has drugged the face off of this man, <laughs> um, he is facing black backlash for a comment that he made basically what young scooter shared a um a screenshot of, of nipsey's uh a tweet of his and he did a little tribute he said uh we need more ninjas like <laughs> nipsey hustle legend legends never die uh, hashtag legends never die uh it's too much greed and ninjas hating on their own people just wait your turn play your position this is what young scooter said well future decides to respond with yeah we need more like us he said (laughs) he said i've been teaching and preaching for a decade also showing and proving what hard work and dedication gets you rest in peace nip now listen (laughs) social media did not take too kindly to future comparing himself to nipsey hustle uh, and they drug him for it, you know, as far as, you know, his impact on, <laughs> on the, um, on the hip hop community, on the generations of his music, what he, and versus Nipsey Hussle's impact and the positivity that he was spilling, you know, so not to even get into, you know, all the, the, the different comments, but they were not happy about the comparison. And I'm pretty sure future somewhere hiding under a rock, you know, but <laughs> In other news, um, still concerning Nipsey Hussle, I, I tell you the the ignorance is coming out of the woodwork. So, Kodak Black, 
he is coming under fire from, you know, several rappers have, you know, stepped up to put him in check. But his music radio station, according to NBC News, uh, there's a radio station that won't play his music now because of the comment. So, um, that, yeah, he's, he basically what happened is he, um, let me, let me just read what NBC news posted about the situation. Rapper Kodak Black is facing backlash and some fallout from comments he made over the weekend about Lauren London, the longtime girlfriend of slain rapper, Nipsey Hussle. During a live broadcast on Instagram on Saturday, Kodak announced his intention to romantically pursue London, with whom Hussle has a young son. I'll be the best man I can be for her, Kodak says. I give her a whole year. She might need a whole year to cry and ish for him. He he continued. <laughs> I ain't trying to shoot my shot at her. I'm saying, listen, she can do two, three years. I try to be like the friend if she need to holler or a shoulder to lean on. She can call my line. The comments were met with a swift backlash, including from rapper, including from rappers The Game, T.I., and Just Incredible, a disc jockey at Los Angeles radio station Power 106, who pledged to no longer play Kodak's music. We stand with the family of Nissy Hustle and are appalled at the disrespectful and poor comments made by Kodak Black Just Incredible said Saturday. With that, Power 106 will not support Kodak Black's music. Later, Saturday, Kodak Black issued an apology in a live broadcast on Instagram. If I disrespected you, Lauren London, in any shape or form, I'm sorry, even though I didn't, is what he said. London, of course, has not responded to the comments. So, Kodak Black, come on. Um, he's been making a lot of crazy statements in the media lately. I mean, he's he just has. I don't know if he just needs attention or if he's really just not together, wrapped too tight. But <laughs> that's what they're talking about now. So, um, stay with me and I will be back to uh, introduce my special guest and we're going to talk about it. All right, all right. Welcome back, and it's time for us to talk about it. I have with me today my special co-host for the day is uh, none other than my best in the whole world, Mr. Orlando Jasper. Hey, hey everybody! Thanks hey. for joining me today. Glad to do so. All right. Well, today's topic we're going to talk about is. Uh, I wanted to talk about communication and relationships, but the type of relationships I'm talking about, because we'll get into the romance later, but these relationships I'm talking about are friendships and that friendship, friendships can come in different forms, you know, from just actually your friends, your family that, that you're close to, that you consider your friends or even your, uh, your romantic partner that's your friend. So, but I want to talk about friendship and what that means to us. What does friendship mean to you, bestie? <laughs> well, um, if I were to just really characterize friendship for me, uh, it really, it really means a safe place, uh, a place where uh, it's a non-judgment zone, uh, a person or people who are concerned, just like I'm concerned, uh, with a bright future, support, therapy. It's a therapeutic zone where people uh, can just find a place of peace 
uh, can work out different ideas and thought processes uh, to becoming a better them. So I just really think it's a safe place if I were to characterize friendship. Okay, okay. And you know what? That is a really, really good definition. I think our friendship is a safe place for sure. However, I think, you know, getting to getting into the line of communication there, I don't think friendships always feel like a safe place or always, I think you got to build up to that, you know, and so let's get into some communication talk of how we can build up to that, how we can get into that safe zone place. Because I don't think we always felt like we were in a safe zone, you know, you and I. No, I think I think part of that process is the testing period. I think safe place, uh, like we're human, and so we have our stuff, and all of us bring our stuff to a relationship. Uh, but a friendship is where a person values you more than the stuff, uh, good or bad, that you carry, uh, and they're there for that process. So real friendship is proven to be real friendship when it's tested, and you may not be at your best, Uh, But what makes it a safe place is that that person loves you enough to struggle through the hard part of that relationship and uh, and cares enough and values you enough and sees what you bring to the table enough that they're not going to leave at the drop, you know, at a drop of the hat or at the first sign of trouble. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. You know, when I think of friendship, how I would define it, um, like you said, it's a safe place. It's a therapeutic place. Um, But friendship is a choice. That I do know that you have to choose over and over again, like any other relationship, like when you're married, you have to choose over and over again daily to be married, you know? And so when you have friends in your life, your friends are not perfect. They're not going to do everything right. They're not going to say everything right. But there has to be a choice that there's something valuable about this, this connection that I do not want to destroy it. Even if I'm mad, if I need to take a break, I I need this in my life or I want this connection in my life and you choose it, you know, um, you choose to get over your pride. You choose to get over whatever it is that made you, made you mad about what they're doing, you know, whatever. Um, I think friendship is definitely a choice. Don't you? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's like perfect. Like that you said that, you know, because I don't think that most people understand um, the commitment level to even a friendship because a lot of times we confuse association with friendship because I'm around you, I'm your friend. Um, but it's so much more valid and so much more real when you take it from a place of recognizing that this is something or someone that you choose. Uh, and it's the benefit of choosing and the benefit of being chosen that it creates that 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 camaraderie, that common union, I mm. think. It is a choice. It's something that you got to stick to you know, and you've got to make that choice because they're not because that person's not always going to be perfect. They're not going to always be cool. Uh, you're going to have some some troubles, some struggles. Uh, you may have some difficulties in communicating when you're in different phases or stations of life. And not every phase can every one person walk with you. But a real friend, man, if y'all really friends, dude, your, your paths may separate for a while. Uh, but ultimately, man, the, the love and the fellowship, man, just brings you back together. Now that's true because we've had some breaks in our friendship, and not not necessarily bad, not you know, but just time where we weren't in much communication, and it's like, you know, it the the real true friendship brings us back. Which just let me throw this out there just for the fun of it. <laughs> 
our first conversation was an argument. Yep. <laughs> and the, it's just weird that we even became friends because I think I asked about you after the argument. Like I asked my cousin, like, where's your friend or whatever? And you ask about me or whatever. I don't know, but somehow in that argument, our very first ever uh uh, contact with one another whatsoever didn't know who each other was <laughs> and we were having a whole full-fledged argument I don't know how that turned into a friendship but okay so that was just a, a fun little nugget but <laughs> so with with okay let's get into some communication talk okay so we're we're constantly saying communication communication and stuff like that so Okay, so what? Is, now I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask what is communication. I'm going to say, let's see. What is, you give me an example of when well, I when we're saying communicating with someone. What does that mean? You know, like well, what well, what well, is the big deal about communication? Well, I think I think I know it's like probably like probably like people just assume that that people understand what communication is um but i and i think we we think communication is talking and listening uh and we assume that that is communication but the word actually means so much more uh it's it's the like we have the term commune uh where two people come together around an idea they galvanize around a passion or feeling or shared experience and that shared experience propagates itself into the relationships that you and I experience. But let's ultimately understand that really to commune is to bring a person together uh, where shared ideas and mindsets can be established. And that's some of the most tangible and powerful uh, stuff that you could ever get a hold of. And so a great example of communication uh, is, man, we can sit, I mean, just talk about 90s music, you know what I'm saying? With yeah. <laughs> Something, oh boy, I remember Bill Bill DeVoe or yo man, I remember where I was when this song came out, Tony Terry, you know what I'm saying? Or you know, or this song or so forth, man. So many so or, or Mariah Carey the first or the music we used to listen to at the skating rink, Doc, when we used to be rolling <laughs> skate that just the thought process, it listens an emotion, uh yeah. that moment, uh, and there's a shared passion. Uh, that can forge a friendship or relationship. I, even you mentioned our first argument, uh, but I believe that it was the shared passion. I was like, oh, this passion, this person, though they don't agree with me, they're passionate. They're passionate about what I'm passionate about, and I can find a, a common ground or unity with that reality. Right, right. Listen, so this is the hard part with friendship. It's easy to. I think that's why I said it's so strange that you and I became friends after an argument. I mean, you've said it only so many times. You can't say it's strange too many times. Listen, listen. (laughs) (laughs) But I I feel like we it's easy for us to meet people and click with them. We got chemistry. Oh, you know, it's my homie. You know, we did this together. We did, you know, and you get to hanging out and having a good time. But when conflict hits, that's the true test, I think, sometimes, you know, like when that person or when something is building, that person is doing something that bothers you. But because they're new in your life, 
are because you're scared of conflict or because you don't know how they're going to react. You may know how they're going to react based on how they react to someone else or and you just don't want to deal with the conflict or whatever. So that's like, how do we deal with that? That little kind of grimy area where it's like, I like this person, but I don't like what they're doing. or I don't like how they make me feel in this way. And it's like, how do you speak your truth without the conflict and drama you know like how do you get to say you know um I don't like the way you say that or I don't like the way you do that or you know like that's the hard part sometimes that leads us into either having fake friendships you know kind of where you really not being the true you you know and that usually ends up blowing up in your face at some point or you just drop people like they're not worth it because I don't know how to communicate because I don't, you know, so the whole thing's not worth it to me and you just walk away, you know, or whatever. So how do we avoid like dismissing beautiful people out of our lives? And, you know, that could be turn out, to, you know, you can do some great things with, with people or they can have a great influence on your life, but because you don't know how to handle, you know, that part that's unpleasant. Like how do we handle that unpleasant stuff or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I I think the first thing is that I think we give the title friend away too easily. Um, I don't think we do a proper assessment. Uh, and I think that it's because it's uh, kind of taboo to even talk about um, friendship in a particular context of call. Hey, this is my associate. They may feel some kind of way like you stiff right. if you call them your associate. Uh, but the term friend uh, is given away so, 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 so loosely. And I don't think, the, the first of all, that the proper assessments are made to recognize that this person really has your best interests at heart. Because a friendship isn't based just solely on events and stuff you do together. Because uh, for that fact, my iPad is my friend because it goes with me everywhere. <laughs> I, I mean, but it, I mean, that's just the reality. Or uh, my coworkers or my friends, because uh, I'm at work with them all day. I'm simply in their presence, and we do things together. That doesn't make us friends. Real friendship, like I shared, it, it, like I said, is based on shared ideas, common passions. It's forged uh, through through some difficulties, through some struggles. Uh, and I think what what allows friendships to develop is when people are well adjusted. And in the time and day that we live in, uh, people don't communicate anymore. Uh, they send text messages that don't uh, emote. They don't have feelings connected to them. So you never know how the person could be being as nice as possible, but the text message sounds short and nasty. And you all in your feelings about the fact that they didn't say, and you say, oh, that's not even what I was meaning. Or uh, we do it through social media blurbs or different things like that. And we've lost the common touch. Uh, we don't really share. We share other people's ideas as if we are consumers. Uh, we push like and share more than we post, like actual thoughts or processes that belong yeah. deeply to us. And I think like the whole loss of the art of communication is destroying the whole well-adjusted adult, therefore killing relationships and communication all in one fell swoop. Yeah, I think the standard what friendship is, like you said, the word is given away loosely. Um, you know, you meet someone, you have a few good times with them, they're all of a sudden your friend. 
but real friendship is tested through the fire. It's like, I don't even get to call you my friend for real until we've weathered something, you know, like until I know there was something that happened. It doesn't even have to be that we got into a fight. It could be that someone important passed away in my life and you were right there for me or, you know, some hardship fell on me and you were right there. You know, it could be it could be anything like that to say, you know what, this person has showed themselves to be a friend. But I think we give that word away, you know, like that title away to people who haven't um, proven that they're worthy of that title. The other thing is um, social media, like you were saying, social media has changed the standard of what a friendship or any relationship. You have couples breaking up because the guy didn't like a picture on Facebook or you know, someone's liking his stuff and who's this girl? Like people having real fights about social media likes and posts and, you know, like you didn't like my posts, you know, I thought you were my friend. (laughs) And it's like, even with the like birthday time, if if you're my friend and it's your birthday, I'm probably going to call you and say happy birthday, (laughs) not put it on Facebook more than likely, you know? So I think, Social media has changed the dynamics of what what we call friendship. You know, what's important, like, we build these fake lives on, you know, we have this perception, like, that we're living this life, and, you know, we got all these people around us in these pictures, and we're thinking, oh, they have all these friends, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's all, it's all, you know, perception it's all show it you know it's not real all the time you know so it's changed it's changed how people think what what people think is important and what people think is real that's what I'm trying to say yeah I think I mean I think that the world we live in is changing uh, but I don't think that the standard of communication has to change because uh people are changing the mediums through which they communicate. Um, Encoding and decoding messages is a part of all communication. Uh, It happens at at every level. The problem is, is that we have, it it would seem, we would think that this is an evolution in communication, but I would submit it's a deep, it's a, yeah. Uh, because you know, you know, we had forever we had letters, and once again, letters could not communicate all of the emotions that we got, you know, saying through uh the telephone conversation. You can now hear voice inflection and different things. And then we moved from video, I mean from from, from phones to video chat and, and uh video phones, and so the the Skyping, the experience became even more intense because you could have a whole uh, wholly invested relation, you know, conversation uh, or communication via a video chat, uh, and so so now to go back to to snapshotting and trying to to communicate in 116 characters or less, I think that's what Twitter is or something like that. Maybe 140 characters or something like that. How do you, I mean? It's the reason why I'm not a Twitter bird. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like so little that you can say and you're trying to communicate some very expansive thoughts in 140 characters that's crazy to me uh and and i get you know imagery and 
pictures and 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 gifs and all of those things uh, help us communicate, uh, and it's a different level or or style of communication. Um, but I believe that a lot of misunderstandings that are happening right now is because we have de-evolved our processes of communication and our yeah. and we just kind of lost in, in the sauce, if you will. We got a lost. Yeah, communication is a lost art these days. Um, like yeah, get married. They don't <clears throat> People get married and they don't even talk. Like, yeah, they don't know how to have a communication. Like their experiences was based off Facebook likes, taking posts and memes, uh, selfies, and that means that they have a relationship and they spend more time purporting that relationship to be great than they do actually having a relationship. And they get married and they you found they don't even know the person they was married to because it was all in 140 characters and. In yes. Pictures. Ah. So, so, so let's let's go wrap this up. But before we wrap it up, because we we kind of pretty much talked about, you know, communication and, and what we're not doing and how things have changed and stuff. So, just as we wrap up, I want you because I know you were like the communication king before. You know, I want <laughs> you to give the people some <laughs> some things they can do. You know, or just some type of advice about communication because. I know, like you said, communication, just what you're saying is only a small portion, you know, because like you said, voice inflects, how you say it, body language, you know, all all types of things are included in communication. But, you know, I know we have baggage and we have things we bring into the table and so many people react, um, are reactive. And it's just so many things that, and a lot of things that I'm saying right now, is because these are things that we talked about that you taught me, you know, um, in in our friendship as we went through trials and errors in, in, in our communication to come to a place that we are now. So, you know, just wrap it up with giving, giving the people a little advice, I guess, or talking about what we can do to better communicate. I think one of the things that, you know, there is no substitute for valuing people there's no substitute for valuing people. And if you value people, you're going to listen. And you can tell the value of the relationship by how much emphasis you put on communicating with them. Uh, and that will require several levels of adjustment. You'll have to adjust over and over again. I mean, we just had a recent time where someone had just done you wrong. And because they did you wrong, like we started in, in, you know, in a situation and I had to remember that I was your friend and I didn't need to defend myself as much as I needed to build a bridge to you. And so that meant I had to set myself on the auction block and real communication and real relationship rather sometimes requires sacrifice and people really don't want to sacrifice anymore. But if a relationship, it goes back to finding out what real friendship is. And if a relationship has value to you, if you have properly assess the value of that person in that relationship to you, then you'll make sure that if you consider them a friend, that you define your relationship by how you behave because you have a friend. Are you friendly? Do you act friendly? I mean, I'm, I'm a believer. So for me, uh, you know, scripture says if, if you want friends, you must first show yourself friendly. And I think that constant, constant reminder that you must first show yourself friendly doesn't, doesn't mean that you just get to enter into a relationship and not 
you know, ever take the, the, the blame or take the sacrifice or take that sacrificial L and say, okay, I'm going to show myself friendly, even though my per this person I love may not be being friendly like right now. I have to be the first to show friendship so that they can return to me what I'm sowing to them. So I think it's really important, man. Value people. Remember to connect with them at the level that they are, which means you got to be that sacrifice fish or lamb sometimes uh, and just build the relationship, man, on solid stuff, man. Okay, that sounds pretty good. And I, dang, that, that was really good. And I get, I got out of that, like, I mean, I, I got, one of the things I got out of that, what you're saying is, you know, sometimes we're so focused on what serves me, but sometimes we have to serve others. Sometimes we have to, in, in friendships, we have to realize that there are some times when you're going to have to step step back and and serve that person if it means you have to take a couple of punches to bring it back around you know um like showing true love like i'm here for you through you know getting them through that tough time so they can know you know so like you said you sometimes you might take that sacrificial l and i know the situation you're talking about and you you were a champion for me (laughs) Cause I went in on you, and it was like you—that wasn't yours. It wasn't for you, and you could have gotten um, defensive and offended, and you could have—it could have blew up, you know, in my face. But instead, you were a friend, and you—you—you you, you brought it on back around, and we were good. So, yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, I always look at that—that that, you know, just because we we are a kind type of uh, or that kind of classic type of society, and I know we finish it. But I remember, you know, some boys in the hood when Trey comes in the house and he's beating the air at Neil Long's house. You know what I'm saying? That was his same place. You know, and he 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 gets to cry there. He gets to not be uh, the, the you know the and the thing is, he's a boy in the hood. He's not a man in the hood. He's trying to feign manhood through the whole movie, but in this one scene, he gets to connect emotionally. Because it's in the same place, and I think that sometimes, man, our friendship. Sometimes you gotta be the air that people beat up, you know. So they be throwing them blows, and, and you and they don't even know what they boxing at. But if you really love them, man, you just hold out, yeah, and be there and have a conversation. Yeah. So yeah, you made some great points. It was a good conversation. Thank you for joining me. Uh, you were my second guest host, and I appreciate that. My best friend, Orlando Jasper. Is there uh, anything you got going on? I know you got some things going on, like the concert. I want you to shout that out real quick before we wrap up. Um, May 30- Give the people some information. Oh, mm-hmm. May 31st, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, at iJohn Fellowship, 1401 Charles Page Boulevard. Uh, we're going to be having a concert of original songs. I think I got some special guests coming from Kansas City. Uh, may have some people coming from Florida. So it'll be a hodgepodge, man. We also got some community meetings coming up next Sunday, uh, community meetings uh, at the church, man. And this dude, we just doing all we can, man, to be a help and a blessing to our community. We want to give more than we get, man. So that's that's all it's about. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining me. I appreciate it. So that was our topic today. We talked about communication, relationships, and friendships. So I want you guys to hang in there with me. We're going to be back for some Chef Sharon's Kitchen.
All right, I'm back and welcome to Chef Sharon's Kitchen. This is the part of the show where I share with you all things culinary from restaurant reviews to recipes. And today I would like to share a recipe. And like the fact that we were talking about friendships and communication, I would like to share the 30-day friendship cake recipe with you today. So let's talk about this cake a little bit. It is special because, you know, it takes for friends to participate. You know, you start out with your your fruit and then somebody comes along some days later and has their fruit and so forth until the time is up for you to split the fruit up, uh, divide the juice and get started on the next cake. All that will be explained on my Facebook page, Cheshire's Kitchen. And that's where you also find a recipe because I'm not going to tell you the whole recipe in this podcast. But I did want to talk about the 30-day friendship cake and a personal story of mine. Just recently, last month, I lost an aunt, my Maxie Kelly. She passed away. She was in her 80s. I don't know her exact age, so I don't want to quote it wrong, but she was in her 80s. And I remember us living with her when I was in high school. We moved to Dallas and we stayed with her and I remember her making a friendship cake and I was so amazed, you know, at the process of it. We all kind of had fun that she opened the lid and let us stir it once a day and we did that every day and she added the fruit and the funny thing about it is that I remember about the friendship cake was that the the fruit ferments so it kind of turns like into liquor and uh, my big brother would take and sneak the fruit in the freezer because she put it in the freezer till she's ready to make the cake in uh, or the part that she didn't use and my brother would go in the freezer and he would take the fruit and and, and eat it and get a little tipsy <laughs> so we I thought that just is so funny you know um but that's my memory of the friendship cake my first and actually only experience now I will say this, I don't have my aunt's recipe. I wish I did, but I did. Uh, I do have a different friendship cake recipe for you. It will be on my Chef Sharon, uh Facebook page, and that's where you'll find that. Chef Sharon's Kitchen, I'm sorry. And that's where you'll find the recipe. But rest in peace to my aunt. She was one of the most amazing people I know. And I'm not just saying that because she's passed away. People say that, but... She was a very sweet spirit. She was very gentle, very sweet, very, very loving, and very giving. I, I don't remember any... She was just a very soft lady, but very strong. I remember her uh, walking a lot. She worked, like, up until she just couldn't. Like, she was just... She was just very busy lady. And I just remember her just being just vibrant and happy and loving and um, I just have really great memories of her and so I want to say you know dedicate this segment of Chef Sharon's Kitchen to my Aunt Maxie rest in heaven excuse me I almost sneezed there rest in heaven um you are sorely missed and uh, you were greatly loved and still are. So, um, thank you for your love, Aunt Maxie. <laughs> well, but uh, you guys go on over to the page and I want you to check out that recipe. Get a friend to make it with you. Get two friends to make it with you. Uh, make some cakes and everything. 
and make sure that you're going to my humble opinion podcast page that you're sharing the podcast that you're clicking on the links i get a lot of people that like or whatever but not click the actual link so go ahead click the link uh send it to you well if you are you listening to this you probably click the link to well definitely share send it to some friends share and give me feedback Come on to the uh, my humble uh, uh, podcast, my my humble podcast, my humble opinion page podcast page on Facebook, and give me some feedback on um, under the links. You know, just kind of let me know what you think. If you thought the show was great, you know, and I may be asking some questions for the next pod next week's podcast. If you guys can, you know, just give me uh, your humble opinion <laughs> on things. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for sharing with me, and I will talk to you guys next week.